0: Welcome to BlockRocket's Fair, the podcast where we will interview partners and leading blockchain experts of our ecosystem to share their latest insights on crypto-related matters. My name is Sagar and I am the head of venture development of BlockRocket. We are one of the leading accelerator programs for early-stage blockchain startups in Germany. As a part of our program, we invest up to €150,000 in pre-seed and seed blockchain startups. We are looking for the next big thing in the blockchain space. So if you know someone or if you think you are working on something exciting, then feel free to apply to our program through our website. In our episode today, we would like to introduce you to area 2 invest. Area 2 Invest offers various investment opportunities to private, professional, and institutional investors. As a private market innovator, they deliver custom liquidity solutions to corporates, funds, asset managers, and banks, both accredited and non-accredited. Investors can now access premier investment opportunities and transact with their wide range of issuers across multiple asset classes. My pleasure to host you, Bernard. How are you doing?
1: Hi, I'm good. How are you? Thank you. For I'm me.
0: great too. Thank you for coming. So, let's uh, start. Uh, so, uh, I, I was going through your website. Uh, before I ask you a question about your paper series about STOs, it would be really great if you can start with like some introduction about yourself and Air21.
1: Of course, of course. So uh, my name is uh, Bernhard uh, here at uh, 21 Finance uh, and area to invest. I'm uh, responsible for issuer relations. Um, I have uh, a strong background in uh, mergers and acquisitions and uh, venture capital investments, and I've been uh, with uh, the company for over two years now. Uh, and uh, since it's uh, my really strong belief that um, you know the tokenization and security token and uh, digital marketplaces are really uh, the future of finance and the future of this business, um, I decided to really focus focus on this topic. I think it's uh, very very exciting. Um, uh, about the company uh, basically what we do is uh, very uh, straightforward we are a marketplace for financial products Um, and we are basically uh, you know uh, very comfortable in the two worlds that's the old world with uh, let's say a marketplace for uh, let's say traditional bonds or funds or other traditional financial products but also we are very comfortable in the new world which means that uh, also on the marketplace we have a security token. Um, And uh, I think we're one of the uh, very few or maybe the only one, uh, the only marketplace uh, that is basically able to do both worlds, uh, the old world and the the new world, and that's really our, our USB. Um, and uh, since we had many, many uh, inquiries uh, from uh, potential customers uh, to white label uh, our platform, uh, that's what we decided to do uh, in, uh, about uh, a year ago. And then uh, in the uh, first quarter of this year, uh, we, uh, you know, uh, had uh, very interesting conversations, which led to really uh, white label contracts, and uh, we're in the process of rolling these out now at the moment.
0: So you said I think uh, you are almost uh, with the A21 since two years. So what what is the in general sentiment about whole blockchain and STO market uh, from like institutional investor and asset managers?
1: Yeah. Uh, so from institutional investors and asset managers, the sentiment is very very bullish. Uh, because uh, they're in a situation where the, let's say the end customer, but the customers of these uh, asset managers, uh, they read uh, about the uh, new financial instruments, the blockchain, cryptocurrencies and security token uh, every day in the newspaper, right? Uh, and then uh, maybe, uh, at the, you know, their meetings or uh, their next, um, uh, you know, get-togethers, uh, they really push these uh, external asset managers uh, to uh, really go in this direction uh, and based on that kind of dynamic, uh, they're in a situation where they really have to deal with uh, these uh, things, uh, and um, you know that's what they do. Uh, and we get a very positive uh, sentiment from uh, these
0: uh, groups. Yeah. So at like a bigger in bigger picture, or I would say like at a micro view, uh, if we zoom out a whole space, then I think the longer term it looks still bullish, right? Uh, it doesn't matter like how the short term goals are achieved or not. But I think uh, we, if we talk about like five to 10 years time frame, then I think like a whole space is moving from like traditional finance to like STO market and all blockchain side, right?
1: Definitely. Definitely. Yes. That's definitely the sentiment uh, we get. Uh, and I think that's a very clear picture about what, you know, has happened and what will kind of furthermore uh, happen. Uh, you know, it's, uh, you know, the blockchain and the new financial instruments are here to stay uh, if you want it or not.
0: Understood. So I was going through your website and I have came to know about your white paper series about STOs and you, I think you already published the first part of it. So what is this, what is this series about and what was the intention and how did you get this idea to come up with this kind of series about like white paper?
1: Yes, yes. We uh, only published uh, the first part about the uh, structuring security token offerings. Uh, two days ago. So it's a very exciting time. Uh, Yesterday we received the first uh, inquiries about it and the first kind of major uh, press outlets uh, really wrote about it. So we are quite excited and and, and happy about that first outcome. Uh, But back to your question, what was the motivation uh, behind it? So uh, basically we see two uh, major, let's say, dynamics or two major, let's say, trends here. Uh, the first trend is that you know uh, it doesn't matter which research institute uh, you basically talk to or which uh, you know market analysis you read uh, the outlook on uh, tokenized uh, financial instruments uh, you know security tokens uh, is very very bullish you know Um, and uh, that's kind of the first uh, thing you know and based on which report you read you know the uh, Kager uh, maybe is between twenty or thirty, or maybe sometimes even a hundred percent. You know, uh, and we kind of combined all these analyses and uh, you know came up with uh, average of uh, Kager of sixty percent growth uh, over the next couple of years for these tokenized financial instruments, which is of course a tremendous uh, market uh, growth and market outlook here. So that's the first kind of dynamic we see. The market analysis and the prognosis here are very very bullish. Uh, And the second thing is that we get inquiries about uh, tokenization and security tokens like every day and the varieties and the range is really, really low, right? Uh, so, you know, uh, there are people who want to tokenize uh, some kind of, uh, let's say, uh, substance uh, uh, kind of um, uh, rights uh, or maybe small parts of uh, uh, equity in some uh, companies, you know, uh, but also maybe the next one wants to tokenize really old timers or uh, maybe cars uh, or uh, just a second. I have to. Uh, there's, yeah. Okay. Uh, I'm back, uh, uh, it's uh, about cars or maybe paintings, you know, ancient ancient paintings or, or maybe diamonds, you know, uh, or we've had the first, uh, you know, inquiries about uh, tokenizing, uh, you know, Uh, natural uh, resources uh, or uh, you know other things. Uh, So um, that's uh, really a very broad variety uh, of inquiries uh, we get every day Uh, and uh, those two dynamics, the market outlook, the very bullish market outlook, uh, but also uh, the uh, very concrete uh, inquiries about the script token offerings, uh, we get every day letters um, uh, to um, the uh, conclusion and the motivation uh, to really come up with let's say a kind of a recipe uh, book or a cookbook for security token offerings and that's what we really did in the first part here um, uh, we uh, you know for uh, issuers that are interested in security token offerings um, we uh, came up with this let's say a uh, recipe uh, about how to uh, do a security token offering um, and uh, that's really the um, uh, content
0: of, of the first part of the series understood so moving further, uh, you, area to invest and whole team is based in Liechtenstein, right? Yes. And I think Liechtenstein have like, I think the fun, one of the first one who like uh, came up with the like uh, tokenization act. Uh, if you can share some details about Liechtenstein tokenization act, uh, that would be really great.
1: Sure. No, uh, I'm happy, very happy to do that. Uh, I think Liechtenstein uh, is a very interesting place um, uh, for the most part uh because of exactly the fact you mentioned uh the blockchain actor uh the german uh, abbreviation, um uh, has been in place for uh what one and a half years now i think uh and basically it's the first really dedicated um, let's say law Um, I think in the world you know maybe someone can confirm that uh, but let's say one of the first uh, dedicated laws for the token economy and the big advantage of course for that is that in the first time uh, um, you know uh, issues but also investors and also service partners like lawyers or you know tax accountants and uh, other uh, service partners really um, uh, have the uh, opportunity or the you know great possibility uh, to um, uh, have um, uh, security right and, and, and safety um, uh, when it comes to security token offerings uh, because the law says okay uh, those are for example different roles that are necessary in the token economy let's say a token issuer um, and then kind of the properties the token issuer has to has to bring and uh, what the way is um, uh, to to uh, really uh, issue as a group token. Uh, and for the, let's say the first time in history, uh, this has been like made into law and that's one of the really big advantages. Uh, the second advantage, um, and, and there are many others, but I'm gonna focus on the main two here. So the first one is uh, the uh, blockchain act which, which is very uh, favorable. And the second big advantage uh, is uh, that uh, Liechtenstein, uh, it's uh, kind of a, let's say a very interesting uh, um, uh, a place. Uh, based on the fact that it's a part of the uh, European economic area uh, uh, but also it's part of the uh, Swiss um, uh, uh, franc zone. Uh, so in a way, uh, Liechtenstein is a very interesting uh, bridge uh, between the Swiss franc and the eurozone. Uh, and based on uh, this fact, uh, it's uh, very, uh, let's say, easy and convenient to serve both uh, financial uh, markets uh, here. Um, and it's one of, I think, the very few areas uh, where uh, it's possible to issue a security token and really distribute it in the whole of Europe, but also Switzerland and also the uh, European economy area. So based on these two facts, it's a very interesting place to be for uh, security
0: tokens. Understood. I'm, I'm also excited at personal level uh, how this uh, illiquid market uh, or any high net worth individual who have like illiquid asset and they can come to like uh, go through this distance uh, tokenization act and I think they can issue the token and make their asset a little bit liquidable, liquidity and they can provide some liquidity in uh, the other financial market. So I'm really looking forward to it. I, I'm not sure like how long will it take, like maybe, what do you think, uh, Bernhard, uh, do we see like these things going to happen, like uh, it's a mass flavor like uh, within like couple of years or will it, we are still away for like five to ten years?
1: No, uh, I think uh, this will uh, is already taking place. Um, uh, for me, it's really a question of when the mass adoption will really arrive. Uh, and uh, we are talking to issuers every day and we are talking to very uh, substance, substantial, uh, uh, let's say, companies uh, in, in Europe who have a very, very clear and specific interest uh, to issue security tokens. Um, and uh, as you can imagine, sometimes with uh, big corporations, uh, you know, it takes a while until the setup is in place. Uh, but uh, for me personally, to be honest, it doesn't really matter if uh, you know the uh, token issuance is then gonna start in the first or in the second quarter of the next year you know uh, if, uh, so uh, you know I understand that sometimes uh, for big corporations it takes a while you know to get everything um uh in in, in place you know but when uh, things are ready uh and prepared they're really uh ready to let's say uh, shoot with the big caliber guns. uh and until those are in place uh, it takes a couple of you know months sometimes half a year uh but uh, for me personally it's you know not so important if you know the big bang is going to be there uh, in the first or in the second quarter next year yeah but uh you know that's kind of the time frame we're really uh, that's that's the time frame we're seeing at the moment.
0: Understood. So uh, what is the goal of A- area to invest in the financial market? If we look at like, uh, so you are like uh, also like heading the client relationship uh, at area to invest right? So first of all, like what are the goals of area to invest in financial market? And second thing, like how many in average, like uh, institutional or corporate clients you are talking with them per week? Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. So, uh, our goals, I think they're very straightforward, uh, what we really, uh, uh, you know, what we, what we are already doing and where we really see our mission uh, is uh, to become, uh, let's say, the most important uh, marketplace for um, uh, tokenized uh, financial uh, instruments in the world, you know. Uh, and uh, that's our goal. And I think it's a very uh, reachable, a very, let's say, uh, a clear uh, goal. And we're working uh, a very hard every day to, to reach that, you know, um, and uh, that's, that's what really uh, our mission is. there. And uh, the second question was, uh, uh, can you repeat that, please. Sorry.
0: Sure. I mean, uh, you are like heading the client relationship uh, department at area to invest so uh, per se, like every week, how many corporate clients or family offices or institutional investors are you talking with? Yes,
1: uh, uh, that's uh, an interesting uh, question. Uh, I would say uh, in terms of institutional investors, family offices, asset managers, uh, I'm sure we have uh, up to uh, 20, 25, 30 contacts every week. Uh, yeah
0: understood that means like there is like a lots of demand from their side but in terms of like uh, like implementing the ideas are these guys are like uh, or like these clients uh, approaching you just to get some kind of information or they're really willing to put down into like uh, something like in the real
1: of course the fact finding mission uh, it's uh, always first you know and I fully uh, understand that uh, because, uh, you know, when uh, uh, you deal with a space that's relatively new, uh, uh, then of course, there are many questions. And in the end, I think it's always very important uh, that uh, we, we're we all in uh, kind of the investing and money business. Uh, so before you put your money somewhere, uh, of course, uh, people have very specific uh, questions and, and let's say, Uh, many uh, you know questions and maybe concerns Uh, and it's very important it's also our job to deal with these uh, questions Uh, but of course uh, you know uh, maybe from uh, five uh, inquiries uh, maybe one gets to do something Um, and um, uh, I think this is a ratio that's gonna become uh, uh, better uh, as uh, the market gets more and more uh, let's say knowledge about these topics Uh, And uh, again, that was one of the motivations um, uh, for us uh, to come up with the idea about the white paper, about security tokens, uh, so that uh, market participants really have a sound knowledge uh, about what this is and and, and how to handle this.
0: Understood. So you you are like, uh, your firm is 100% focusing on the STO market, right? Why why not the other possibilities like ICO or ITO?
1: Mm -hmm. So uh, maybe uh, the ICO, uh, I mean, uh, uh, I think everyone in the space, and if you look at the uh, ICO, let's say landscape, I mean, it's pretty much gone, right? Uh, I mean, uh, uh, compared to two... 2017 and 18, you know, where the space was really, really vibrant, Um, I think at the moment, um, uh, not many companies uh, or projects kind of say, okay, they want to do an ICO. Uh, So I think that space is uh, pretty much uh, gone, maybe with a couple of exceptions, um, uh, but I think also for the investors it was very important to kind of focus on, uh, let's say, on a structure uh, that's more, uh, let's say, uh, sound in many ways, uh, and I think the STO uh, kind of really uh, took over over that that space. Yeah. If you compare the STO to the uh, IDO, uh, I think the IDO, or if we talk about decentralized finance and decentralized exchanges, uh, I think that's a little bit of a different animal uh, because um, it's really decentralized. Uh, That's the first thing. And the second thing is uh, that mostly these are decentralized. Uh, exchanges and tokens are mostly focused on utility tokens right uh, and that's really the part of their, uh, their, their structure uh, and I think that's a really a different um, uh, uh, animal as, as I mentioned uh, because the STO um, in its kind of really purest sense so to say there is an issuer uh, who is responsible for the issuance. Uh, and then issues the security token right so if you have a startup or another uh, entity uh, who wants to tokenize i don't know like a bond or maybe equity or other uh, uh, substance rights or other rights you know that you know from the structure it's really one issuer that issues a token right and the investor um, can you know have a look at it and say okay that's interesting i, I want to buy it right and that's from that kind of structure it's really a centralized thing in a way because there is an issuer who decides to do an issuance, right? And if you compare that to the decentralized uh, structure, it's really a different animal. It's really a different instrument. Most of the times, so as I mentioned before, it's a utility token, not so much um, uh, a security token or a financial instrument. Uh, so for many reasons, for the structure, from the market dynamics, also from the way an issuance is taking place, uh, it's really a different thing. Uh, and that's we. Really, uh, that's why we decided to do really before focus uh, uh, on the security token um, in in the sense that we we talk about basically financial instruments and that's where we are coming from uh, and that's really the the, the focus we have here.
0: Understood. So in your website it is written that uh, the private market is now public, right? So how do you identify investment opportunities? Yes, pardon me, what was your question? Uh, How do you identify investment opportunities
1: uh, yeah, so, uh, fortunately, uh, we have a very, very vibrant. Uh so, I don't know, we look at uh, thousand, more than a thousand uh, proposals every year um, and I think that's a very important kind of uh, basic ingredient uh, for um, a good um, uh, or for, um, uh, let's say, very interesting uh, deals is to have, like, the numbers, right? Uh, if you don't look at the uh, 100 deals, then you cannot pick the one or maybe the half or maybe two um, deals um, that are interesting. So that's the first thing. The second thing is um, that, um, yeah, uh, I think I look personally, I looked at maybe, I don't know, six, seven, eight thousand business plans in, in my life. I started when I started, when I started in uh, Vienna at uh, the BU, uh, Vienna, uh, Vienna University for Business and Economics. Uh, I started uh, part-time uh, at the Venture Capital Fund, right? Uh, and uh, as a researcher, analyst uh, part-time, uh, I was uh, responsible uh, for the deal flow screening, right? Uh, so from the first day, I you know, sat in the office, and uh, my, one of my first jobs was uh, really to screen the flow that was coming in. And of course, after a while, uh, you recognize the patterns and you uh, really um, uh, learn on what is important when someone is pitching to you and what is maybe not so important. Um, and over time, you really um, uh, develop those uh, skills and, and, and capabilities. And I think that's also very important uh, to uh, kind of recognize very early on of what is important and maybe what is not so important. And then kind of uh, if you uh, look at that, uh, you learn how to focus on the really interesting deals and uh, kind of uh, the other ones, uh, maybe not so much
0: I think the STO market is facing the biggest issue is like uh, liquidity, right? Uh, I have talked with uh, many people from the blockchain space. Uh, STO, it seems like it looks more legit than the ICO, right? It's more regulated and uh, institutional investor or like corporate clients, or when it comes to bigger, big funds, then the best way is to go through the STO rather than ICO. But how do we trade it? I mean, how how can we make it tradable? I mean, there is like Deutsche Bursche, Stuttgart Bursche is like talking about listing the STO market, but I'm not sure how far we are from that day. But how how we are going to uh, cop up with this problem?
1: Yeah, that's a very, very good question. Um, I think if you look at the uh, evolution, you know, uh, you mentioned the STO, uh, you mentioned the ICOs, now we're talking more about the STOs, Uh, and I think only last year, maybe a year ago, you know, uh, or maybe one and a half years ago, uh, the first kind of really uh, regulated and, let's say, sound and robust uh, security token offering started pop up in the market. And I think um, uh, in those very, very early days, um, really the focus was on the, let's say legal compliance uh, and, and uh, technical uh, feasibility about the security token offerings, right? Uh, so uh, you know nobody really knew uh, how to kind of come up with um, uh, issuance process where uh, the financial market authority would say, okay, that's, that's fine, you, you can do it like that. So of course, a lot of trial and error was going on. And I think this year and maybe the next year, uh, we're going to see a real focus on uh, you know, the primary market. Uh, and I think after that, the focus will really be on the secondary market. And uh, as you mentioned, uh, many very substantial players in the market space. Uh, they're really uh, kind of gathering all the intelligence and they're building the infrastructure Um, uh, to really uh, handle these uh, secondary uh, markets, you know, Um, uh, but, uh, and that's kind of uh, a little bit uh, maybe of a chicken and egg problem. Uh, They really want to focus on, let's say, uh, uh, premier uh, security token offerings uh, with, um, you know, big brands, uh, because uh, that's something where the investors also, you know, really uh, focused on on these uh, things uh, uh, and uh, you know that's where we're in the background we're very very active and we're talking to many uh, very interesting and substantial um, uh, issuers here Uh, and uh, as I mentioned before so for me personally it's uh, only kind of a question if it's gonna you know uh, happen in the first or in the second quarter next year uh, so or you know if it's a month more or less uh, I don't really care about that um, I'm very very certain and we see that every day we get the confirmation every day uh, that things will definitely happen the only question is is it going to be the first or the second quarter or a month or, more, or earlier or later so and that's the only kind of uh, thing that's not clear yet the other things are very very clear ahead
0: understood so there are two kind of people in blockchain space right the one is like uh, looking after many speculation or speculative activities right and the second one is like uh, the long-term investor and long-term believer in the space who sits behind the door and keep working on builder because like in the blockchain space they say like not build but builder right so do you think like in terms when we talk about like sto market is it the calm before the next big storm in the blockchain space That's a good question.
1: So hopefully, you know, uh, let's say hopefully with uh, the uh, uh, STOs, uh, the storm is not gonna be that stormy, let's say, Uh, you mentioned there, um, you know, maybe a couple of market participants uh, that really are are speculating, you know, uh, and uh, really have a focus on, uh, you know, uh, I don't know, uh, doing 10, 20, 100, uh, 200, x you know, in maybe a week or two, you know, and it's it's that good right, and you know if they're happy you know it's it's good for them uh but i really think that the security token uh, uh, really is gonna have to focus on a much broader um let's say audience you know. Um, and uh, also, that's why I believe that um, uh, in, in, in the end or, you know, for a mass adoption of the security token offering, uh, the technical perspectives, you know, and the technical backgrounds and which blockchain or which protocol we use, it's not going to be that important uh, because uh, I think it's kind of like the same when if, if you uh, have your, uh, you know, a bank card and you go to the cash machine to the ATM to withdraw money uh, for, for the, for the, End user for the normal person, it's not really important. Kind of what the data protocol is behind it, how the data is transferred to the bank, and then gets the confirmation, and how the process looks like at the moment. I think for the end user, it's uh, the most important thing is that you put in your card um, and you punch in your, your your pin, and then you get the money. Uh, and uh, how the technical process in the background looks like, I think it's not that important for 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 the or for the user. Um, and I think that's really a, a similarity to the security token space, so I think uh, in the mass adoption uh, phase uh, for the user, it's not going to be important like what the blockchain protocol is or how exactly the process in the background look, looks like. I think it's important um, that it's uh, kind of a trusted brand, you know, uh, and that everybody is going to uh, kind of recognize uh, the, the, the value or the investment value behind it, you know, and uh, from my perspective it's going to be uh, really an um, uh, investment uh, kind of uh, space and investment mechanic or investment product that's really much more sound and uh, kind of recognizable uh, to, to a broader audience.
0: Understood. So moving further, I have like one more question regarding STO, which is like, uh, can you name few of the successful STO offering from European Union or some sort of, say, let's say like Dark Region, or Holistenstein, any entity?
1: Yeah, sure. No, definitely. I think there are many, many successful Uh, uh, examples uh, and uh, maybe to start off uh, with the uh, most recent one I think only last week um, uh, a Swiss uh, uh, you know challenger bank you know um, uh, issued a security token uh, like a participation right um, and I think uh, they uh, wanted to raise one and a half million francs uh, but uh, I think within two hours, uh, they uh, raised more than 5 million francs. Uh, so, I, I mean, I think that's a very impressive uh, and the most recent uh, example um, of uh, how successful uh, security token offerings can be. Uh, also, if we look at, in the banking space, you know, there's uh, also a German challenger bank, you know, um, that uh, issued, um, uh, you know, a financial instrument uh, I think a couple of months ago, uh, that was also uh, very, very successful. Um, so uh, yeah, I think uh, there are many uh, successful examples. Uh, maybe there are also a couple of examples where uh, kind of the reality was a little bit uh, behind the expe- expectations, uh, but I think that's quite normal in, the, in a space, you know, in product development or in innovation management. Uh, and I really like the expression. Uh, there's, um, uh, you know, this expression called the fuzzy front end, uh, you know, where things are not so quite clear yet, and uh, there is no gold standard yet. Uh, And I think that's exactly the phase where uh, we we are at the moment. Uh, So I think it's a lot of, uh, you know, uh, trial and error, you know, trying things out that work, maybe that might not work so much. Um, and again, that's why we focused uh, on uh, our, our white paper series about how to structure STOs uh, and maybe a sneak preview in uh, September, the next part is going to be published, uh, where it's really about the success fa- factors of, um, of uh, uh, STOs uh, from different perspectives. So we are going to have a perspective you know, uh, from a lawyer uh, or also from uh, you know, a, a tax perspective, also from a structuring perspective. Um, and uh, uh, yeah, that's uh, really uh, uh, yeah, going to be really important and that's why we do it. Uh, so, uh, you know, keep your eyes open in September success factors of, of uh, STOs. Uh, we're going to be writing about it.
0: Sure. Uh, I think uh, September, uh, I cannot wait there, uh, that time till ask you my next question, but uh, definitely I will look into it. Uh, moving further, I would like to ask you like a regulatory hurdles, any company faces to raise like uh, funds via STO market. If you can touch it down, like what's do's and don'ts when you are raising via STO market.
1: Yeah, yeah. So I think the whole, uh, let's say, um, uh, security token offerings, it's kind of uh, like, uh, let's say, clockwork mechanism, right? Uh, with different, uh, you know, handles and, uh, you know, small wheels and, and buttons. And if you uh, press a bu- or push a button in some place, maybe at some other space, something is going to come up and you have to deal with it, right? Uh, so I think, uh, and, and that's, you know, really uh, important, uh, I think, in the first phase, when you think about uh, a security token offering, uh, and I think the regulatory hurdles you mentioned, I think that's one very, very important part you have to handle, uh, and you have to deal with, with um uh, but i think the focus is really on like you have to get a clear picture and let's say a whole picture of your security token offering and uh, i'm going to give you an example uh, so, uh, you know so if you say okay you want to how much money for example how much money do you want to raise right um and if the answer is uh, 500,000 euros uh, of course the whole whole campaign and the whole uh, security token offering is going to look different with, uh, Whereas you say, okay, I want to raise 50 million euros, right? Uh, So I think that's the first, very first, very important questions a uh, question you have to uh, answer together with your team or you as the issuer, you know, uh, how much money do you want to raise? Um, and then of course, there are a couple of hurdles in, in, in Germany. If you stay below, I think, 8 million uh, euros, uh, you can uh, uh, do the issuance with the uh, which uh, is kind of a light version of a full prospectus. Uh, and that means that uh, uh, you you don't have to uh, have a full prospectus with a hundred pages or whatever. So three pages in, is enough, right? Um, and uh, so the first very important question is how much money do you want to raise and the answer to that question has of course an implication on the uh, regulatory hurdles as as you uh, call them so Uh, and the second question is who do you want to market it to right Uh, is it the retail investor or 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 is it a professional investor right and again the answer to that question has many implications on the regulatory uh, framework if you want to market to professional investors uh, maybe sometimes only a uh, uh, information memorandum is enough you know uh, but that has implications on the marketing strategy right if you want to market it to professional investors then you cannot like do a full swing marketing campaign right because you can only target professional investors and you have to target them in a different way than you target a retail, retail investor right so uh, and that's really the example of uh, let's say the, the clockwork mechanism right if you uh, have make a decision in one part it has Implications on other parts uh, and everything in a way has uh, uh, implications on the regulatory framework. Um, so I think the uh, uh, hurdles are not so much uh, um, really uh, focused only on the regulatory space, but in the whole picture, right? And uh, if you decide uh, on certain, let's say uh, things, uh, you know, then really uh, it has implications on the regulatory framework. And I think that's kind of the, 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 the challenge we, you know, issuers face.
0: Understood. So, uh, well, thanks a lot for the all the answers, Perhat. Uh, uh, are you active on Twitter or LinkedIn if you would like to share your social media platform? Yes, I'm
1: active uh, on LinkedIn, uh, so it's LinkedIn.com. And then my first name and my last name are without any dots, Bernhard Thalhammer. Uh, and uh, I'm happy to get in touch with you. Uh, again, thank you so much for the invitation. Uh, and uh, I think uh, we both noticed we could talk for hours and hours, but you know, maybe it's <laughs> some, point, you know, uh, uh, we, we need a break. Uh, but uh, again, uh, the next part of our, um, our series is going to be there in um, uh, you know, September. Uh, again, very happy uh, to talk about that. Uh, or in the meantime, I'm sure we'll catch up at some point. Um, and uh, thanks again for the invitation.
0: Well, thank you so much for coming on our show. But indeed, like a blockchain space is like very addictive. And uh, when you find the right person to talk with, uh, it could be like ID or ICO or like any blockchain topic or like ESG. And or uh, like could be like any financial market when it comes to blockchain, then I think uh, you you need like uh, hours and hours of like to discuss like about like whole range of topic. But uh, yeah, within the limitation of time, uh, thank you so much again for coming on our show. It has been such a pleasure. Uh, have a great day. Thank you,
1: Saga. Uh, see you around. And uh, thanks again for the invitation uh, and enjoy the rest of the
0: day. Thank you. Thanks for listening to our episode today. If you are a blockchain startup looking for funding or just a tech enthusiast with feedback or questions, feel free to reach out to us. If you want to learn more about BlockRocket or new blockchain startups in future, then please subscribe to our podcast. We would be happy to welcome you again.